Hello guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead. I am one half of your host, Caitlin. You're one half of Caitlin? I am one half of your host, Caitlin. I said one half of your host. You're saying host singular. I am one half of your hosts. Hosts. I don't know. It sounded singular the first time. I, you're So Caitlin is just half a person. That's fine. Um, <laughs> her wish. height restricts, her height reflects that. I got her. Look at Another height you. joke. Look at me. Mm. Taking down people with these really easy jabs. I'm like the the human version of two and a half men with my terrible lazy jokes. What a terrible show. It really is bad. My anyway, mom. I'm Andrew, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if I said that. Uh, hello. I know you didn't. You, 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 would, can, you wouldn't. You have the wherewithal to introduce yourself. I just thought the host would do that. The person doing the introduction, I thought they would do the introductions. That's just all I thought. That's my bad. I'm sorry, Caitlin. When have I ever introduced you? I don't know, probably, don't make this me go back episode, and listen to every single episode, this is episode to find out. episode 48, and I maybe have introduced you. Well, is it 48? Yeah. Well, crap, I don't know, now you got me second guessing. Uh, I wrote 47 on the thing, so I'm I'm wondering if oh, no. you ruined this for us. Oh no, did I? Well, hold on, we can, we can look at this, we can look... Let's go to our Google Drive before we even do anything. I'm going to the podcast site to see how many it is. 47 social. What is that? Oh, I guess it must be, uh, that's that's a thing where I, I wrote a document for the Facebook posts and stuff. Oh, okay. I guess we have done 47. Okay, we're at 48. This why 48? did I write 47? Why did you? I don't know, because I'm a failure. This is why I'm in charge. Just of. like it, with everything, I'm a failure. I did it again. Oh my gosh, oh, no. Up. I did it. Um, oh oh well okay um you, better? you know you failed at doing the introduction and i failed at writing a number we're all failures all of us all the time just failing doesn't make you a failure but i am oh this i is am starting one. off on such a <laughs> positive note i'm giving me all the warm fuzzies you better believe it well i'm upset because you made me wait a long time and also <laughs> sorry I was like, hey, Andrew, come over at five. It's 7.30. Yeah. And also, like, I could be watching the Royal Rumble right now. I have to watch it on delay. <laughs> Ridiculous. First world problems. I didn't even get to watch it uh, live last year. I remember. I was thinking about that. What were you doing I think we were recording. No, we weren't. A podcast, yeah. We couldn't have been. Not this time. Uh, I guess not. I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't watch it live. I, I didn't I watch the one before live either. I bet I, I can guess. What? Nothing. Okay. okay. I'm trying to think. Um, there was one. No, that was main. That was WrestleMania. I was uh, in New Orleans. Oh, nice. Getting, uh, having a know, good time. Having a fun time. With friends. Yeah, I sure was. <laughs> Before COVID. And I remember everything. Don't even worry about it. Because <laughs> um, it was fun. Grade A fun with my so chops. Much, it was so much fun. Uh, I... I also, got my, look, I got my nails done. You did. And I haven't chewed my nails in over a week. They high look five. they look, look gross. Real still. five. That was a high five, people. Yeah. My nails still look gross though because of the way I destroyed them. It just typically take, just give them a little it'll be fine. Yeah. Just give them a little bit. Yeah, new one one of the things when we were in New Orleans, I was like, we gotta find a store with drinks. You know the kind of store. Um <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then I realized, oh right. Like whatever place I tried to find did not exist or something. Oh, uh, whatever it was, I don't know what the deal was. Then it was like, oh right, we can just go to a grocery store in Louisiana. They just sell like the good stuff in regular stores, not just like beer or wine, like right. hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, the good stuff. 
The stuff you really want. The stuff that makes you go, Bleh. The stuff that makes it to where you are... Um, you're having a good time in New Orleans. You're having too much fun in New Orleans. I New Orleans. And they have I an think, open... I think of that... You can, uh, you can open... You can drink out on the streets, can't you? Uh, Yeah. 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 And some places have laws where you can like do that in certain areas right like memphis, memphis yeah, beale with street, beale street yeah or um I, they've tried to get this done in little rock in the river market and it's never yes. come through yeah. but you know i don't know yeah, well i always think of that simpsons song where it's just like i forget what it's it's like it, it compares new orleans to the the sodom and gomorrah of the mississippi <laughs> and all that stuff it's really funny it's not wrong it's not wrong <laughs> yeah it's the most american city some would say is it Sounds very French I said to that. me. It's the most American city. Because America is a boiling it's boiling pot of cultures and peoples. Indeed. So we've got Florida, New Orleans. Mm, yeah. 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 Exactly. Because New Orleans, I mean, like Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana was founded by French settlers mm-hmm. who traveled from Quebec yeah. up in Canada. Oh, wow. And Florida was Spanish. Settlers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you ever been to St. Augustine? No. You ha- have we talked about this or something? I don't think so. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's the oldest settlement, uh, American settlement. Is it? Where is it? It's Spanish. It was found, it was settled by the Spanish. Yeah. It's in St. Augustine, Florida. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's what I wanted. I was like, obviously it's called St. Augustine. That's like saying like. I know. I was like, what do you mean? Where is it? <laughs> where is it? That's like if somebody was like, where is Los Angeles? It's in Los Angeles, idiot. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's in. It's on the coast of Florida somewhere. Don't ask me. I, I Which coast? It's, I, a, it's like, a peninsula. It, well, it probably would be the the East Coast, right? Like where the Atlantic Ocean is and uh, not the Gulf know. of Mexico. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're not very helpful. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up for you right now if you want you, me to. You can. I, li- I mean, like I literally drove there and I couldn't tell you exactly where it's at. It's on the coast. Did you? What did you do? Like just drive until you hit the ocean like Andy <laughs> oh, did on The yeah, Office in pretty much, yeah. one of the bad seasons? Pretty much. Uh, it is on the East Coast. It's in very northern Florida, right on the coast. Uh, it's not far from Jacksonville. Okay. That uh, makes sense to me. But it, it was uh, it was really cool. I really liked going there. It was really historic. Got to go to the fort there and do the tour. It was awesome. I, I, I like the sound of that. That's like um, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Um, how lame the Alamo is to go to these days. Oh, really? Just kind of like all of the walls and all the extra buildings that the Alamo was attached to and all this stuff is like not there. It's just the Alamo and it's like a museum. It's very sanitized. It's kind of lame. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the name of it, but we went to like another mission that's been preserved as it was at oh, that time. Cool. And it's so much cooler. Yeah. yeah it's way more interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think it's time... Uh, you take us to it. All right. Sorry. We got we got caught up in history there. Um, okay, Andrew, this is a very special episode, and it's one I've been sitting on for a while. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of information about this case. It's overwhelming, the amount of information. Um, Did you add this to the list, or was mm-hmm. it me? Oh, you know what? Because I don't know. My, That's a my good mother question. had uh, suggested it at some point. Then it to might, me. I bet it was you. I okay. bet, uh, I'm sorry if I took it from you. No, it's fine. Okay. It's- Thanks, Cheryl. Um, so it it is I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. It is the case of Heath Carlton Stocks and Charles A. 
aka Jack Walls the Third, and their victims, plural. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I got most, pretty much all, I got a huge chunk of information from Heath Stocks website, and that is www.heathstocks.info slash heathstocks. You don't hear a lot of .info out there. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, that website is extensive. It has everything you need to know about this case. Court documents are uploaded on there, like literal like dates and what happened on that date, starting from when everything occurred. I mean, it's it's extensive. Uh, Wikipedia, scouting.org, and then there was a legal document that we had to have a little interpretation on. Um, so, anyway, you ready? I'm ready. I've, I was born ready. Okay. I guess. Maybe I wasn't. I've never been ready. You know what? I've never been ready for anything in my life, so just just go for Let's it. Let's just fine. do it. Okay. So first, we're this is we're going to talk a lot about the Boy Scouts in this case, which may be triggering for some. But I just want to start out by saying, first and foremost, that I think the Boy Scouts of America is a good organization. I don't think it's in any way inherently bad. And I think it does aim to better people. They support the LGBTQ community, women's rights. Uh, they support Latino, Asian, and black employees through specific programs and outreaches. Um, they're now known as the Scouts because they now accept boys and girls of all ages. And I just want to read to you their foundational statements. The Scout Oath says, On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country and to obey the Scout law to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. So this is where we all stole that thing where we'd say scout's honor for no reason. That's right. And on my honor, yeah. The scout law says a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. So upstanding citizens all around. The scout mission, the mission of the Boy Scouts of America is to prepare young people to make ethical and moral choices over their lifetimes by instilling in them the values of the scout oath and the scout law. And I'm happy to introduce this week's sponsor, the Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> Except it's not. We are not. D- disclaimer, that was a joke. <laughs> That's right. We've never been sponsored by anything in our lives. That's right. So you can be the first. Just let us know. Boy Scouts of America we're more than just boys now. That's right. That's the slogan. That's right. <laughs> what we're a good ad read that was. And we're everybody. So just to read that to you to say, I mean, clearly this is not an organization that is evil. They aim to do good. Debatable. I'm not, like I said, the organization <laughs> itself is not evil. They aim to do good things. Okay. When I think of Boy Scout, I think of Russell from Up. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. My friend Sean looks just like him. I think of people knowing how to tie knots. That too. Or helping an old lady across the street and exactly. they get a badge for that. That's what Russell does, except know. it's the old man. He's like, hello, sir. <laughs> Can I help you across the street? Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I think of, I guess. Very. No. I think of like. They, they do good things to help I don't know. People. There's probably like characters from like Andy Griffith who are Boy Scouts or something. Probably I don't so. Know. Yeah. Superman. People call him a Boy Scout sometimes. Exactly. Except he's better than the Boy Scouts. Let's just say that. I mean, he does have super powers and he's from a different planet. And he's so. a better person than some of the Boy Scout people are. Well, just saying. Talk- okay. Just saying. All right. So let's talk about Heath. So Heath Stocks was born on November 12th, 1976. 
He was a young boy who grew up in Lone Oak, Arkansas, which is some odd miles outside of Little Rock. We've been there before. I don't remember what case it was. Do you? Not off my head, but it's in Lone Oak County, a Very rarity good, in Arkansas. Good job. Where so, the, the town and county match up. Yes, unlike Conway. And, or Searcy or Hot Springs exactly. or Yaleville or Marion or etc. Okay. So um, Heath was described as a rambunctious and unpredictable child, which most of us are. He, excuse me, lived at home with his mother, Barbara, his father, Joe, and his sister, Heather, which I love that. Heath and Heather. How cute is that? Hate it. Okay. They were all described as good, simple, salt-of-the-earth type folk. He had a good relationship with his sister and his mother and his nearby grandparents. Joe worked as a truck driver. Uh, He was often away. When he was home, he was kind of a strict disciplinarian, and he he was known to be kind of harsh with uh, Heath. Feeling that Heath needed some positive influence in his young life, Joe enrolled Heath in the Boy Scouts uh, after the encouragement of community leader Jack Walls. And this was not a move that Heath was very excited about. He did not want to be in the Boy Scouts. So, but he kind of came around eventually and started liking it. It's um, kind of like when your mom signed you up for like, you know, Awanas Church or something. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Awan- yeah, I remember. Is that what it's called? Awanas? I think so. Kiwanis? Awanas. What, what am I thinking of? Are we thinking of the same thing? I sure hope so. Kiwanis, I think might be a thing. Is that a different thing? Maybe maybe? it's it's (laughs) Kiwanis. I don't even know like exactly what it was. I have no recollect. Like I don't remember it at all. Kind of like or when your mom was like, "Hey, you're gonna do gymnastics," and you're like, "I don't want to do gymnastics." Yeah. Anyways, so but Heath came around. He ended up enjoying it. Uh, He was very active in the Boy Scouts, and he continued. Uh, with Boy Scouts into his young adulthood. Uh, you can, there's all sorts of levels of Boy Scouts. I don't know. Green belt, yellow belt, white belt, Close. all the way up to black belt. They have like Cub Scouts for the little boys and the little girls. And it goes to like, I don't know. There's all sorts. Of, there's like levels, you know, that you can obtain. And Yeah, I, I vaguely through. remember Were seeing. Were you in Boy Scouts? Li- no. Oh, okay. But I, I remember they tried to like recruit us at the school or something. Of course they Like they, they gave yeah. us literature. Yeah, yeah. Like little pamphlets, like, yeah. hey, this is what same thing this for Girl what, Scouts. This is what thing is with the Boy Scouts, and also some people get to have a thing that's for the Girl Scouts because this is before they allow girls into Boy Scouts that's or whatever. Right, because we're old. All right, so a little background on our friend Jack here. So Jack was born into a well-off family. He was the son of an affluent attorney in Lone Oak, uh, who later became the county judge. Don't trust any kids who are the children of lawyers or judges. They're the worst or just anybody who has a law degree if they have a child don't trust that child just saying 100 percent. just saying 100 percent agree <laughs> so jack married his high school sweetheart and would go on to have three daughters with her he was a manager for a firearms and ammunition manufacturer he was very well respected in the community very connected and he was an active leader of boy scout troop 103 of lone oak he was known in the community to help boys with behavior problems like that's kind of why boys join boy scouts at the encouragement of jack was because they were having behavior problems it's like well just send him to jack he'll straighten them out they all turn out good afterwards so he was such a pillar of the community he was named man of the year of low note county i don't know what year it was but it was sometime in like the 80s or something like that that's like winning i don't know best restaurant when you're the only restaurant in 
Ashflat, Arkansas. Except I think there's more than one man in Lone Oak County. Nah, there aren't that many. Um, not not enough. Sure, sure. I guess Cabot's there. So think about that. Ooh. Cabot's in Lone Oak County. Probably a lot better people in Cabot. Eh, not anymore though. Anyway, um, so we're so by the time he turned ten, he was very very active in Boy Scouts, and he was a very favored youth of Jack. So Heath, who craved the love and approval of this community pillar, Jack, he made sure to do everything Jack asked of him. This ensured that Heath would stay in Jack's favor. So like, like he just, he had, he didn't have kind of a strained relationship with his dad. And so Jack was very much a father figure. And so he, he had craved that approval and Jack was make, would make time for him and spend time with him. And Jack would ask him to do things and Heath made sure to do it to make sure he stayed in Jack's good favor. So, Unfortunately for Heath, though, some of the things Jack asked of Heath included sexual favors. And at one Boy Scout camp, at one point, Jack raped Heath, which put Heath, that was kind of the invitation to be a part of the exclusive Order of the Arrow, which was an accumulation of all of Jack's favored boys, each of them subjected to sexual abuse at the hands of their leader. So with acceptance into the Order of the Arrow came perks along with the pain. The boys were given alcohol, porn, explosives, free reign of firearms, and a relationship with a man that they looked up to because he, quote, understood them. He was their father figure. He would make time for them. And he, I read somewhere where he would like, he had a lot of property and he would like invite them out and like give them basically homemade bombs and they just blow crap up you know, what boy doesn't want to blow crap up? And like Jack was all there having fun with them. But then at the yeah. same time, he has, he's abusing all of them and everything. Yeah. This sounds like when I was, uh, shooting off fireworks in rural Arkansas and we would just take <laughs> bottle rockets, light them, and then we'd throw them yeah. and they would shoot into the Creek or hopefully, yeah. not, hopefully somewhere else. Yeah. Just hopefully not at not, us because it was yeah. a bottle rocket. But I mean, that was got to, psychotic and not a good thing to do. No. That was so dangerous. But it's like they got to do all the boy stuff. They got to shoot things. They got to play with explosives. They got porn. They got alcohol. I mean, and this guy who was like their cool older brother, almost like their cool dad, so, it, and this was all of these boys kind of had behavioral type problems. So, it's this relationship that they craved with a, with a father figure. Um, so, Jack excelled at exploiting this role model relationship he had with his chosen boys. And he would pit the boys against their families. So, uh, even though Jack was supposed to be like the community pil- pillar that was supposed to be helping in them and healing them. So, I read somewhere where like he would invite all these the order out to his house and uh, they would have these boy scout campouts not sanctioned boy scout campouts because that is a conflict of interest by the way so he would have these boy scout campouts and they would all sit around the fire and he'd be like tell me what's tell me what's on your mind tell me what's bothering you tell me what you like what you want what, what's hurting you and he would keep really detailed journal entries and then he would like kind of use that information to exploit the boys i mean he knew their deepest darkest secrets and feelings and he would use that to like he would just be like the little devil whispering in their ear been like well your dad doesn't love you i love you more than your dad does because i do all this stuff for you so he kind of made the relationships worse between the boys and their families it's almost like a mini cult exactly i mean i wanted to talk about that and that's exactly the thought i had andrew okay so we'll talk about yeah. that later cool so when heath was 13 
he suffered sexual abuse from another adult in his life, his dance instructor. So who did he turn to about the abuse? Of course, it was Jack. He confided that information in Jack. And so again, that goes down in Jack's notebook and he can use that pain against, you know, to control Heath. So um, in 1992, when Heath was around 16, accusations came against Jack from another scout named Doug. Doug was also was the same age as Heath. And this accusation was that Jack had molested him at a Boy Scout camp event on Jack's property. And like I said, just to be clear, the little campouts at Jack's house were not Boy Scout sanctioned events. These were a conflict of interest and not, not okay. <laughs> and it was just Jack and a bunch of boys. And there should be other adult leaders there with them. So Jack, of course, vehemently denied these claims that Doug brought against him. And he claimed, he was like, no, I'm a great community leader. I have this great position at local Baptist church. I'm a deacon. Uh, my dad's a judge. You know, I come from a great family. I would never do such a thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, the sort of thing where you're like, look at me. I have a place of power. I would definitely not abuse it. Exactly. That's, that's proof I didn't do it. The fact that I have this... <laughs> Exactly. This position of power. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. It so, doesn't. Especially, I mean, but, maybe we didn't know as much. Th- I mean, it was 1992. We probably weren't as privy to these things in yeah. the way that you and I are now. Yeah. Where every single time it is something like that. I mean, it's like, um, well, when you, when you talk about people being abused or whatever, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is almost always, it's not like. Some guy wearing a mop on his head and pretending to be a woman and sneaking to a women's restroom or whatever. No. It's not that. It is your, uh, it's somebody who is it's probably a family a, friend. It's a family friend. It's a family member. Yeah. It's a pastor or whatever yeah. is somebody who is trusted. Exactly. That's how they get away with it. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that too. So along with kind of touting his golden reputation, Jack also talked his totally brainwashed order order of the arrow boys into defending him um, as well as threatening the other boy and his family the hogans so at jack's beckoning the boys vandalized harassed assaulted and stalked the accusing boy and his family and to ensure that the order of the arrow boys were on his side and would not give him away jack threatened them with quote unspeakable shame bodily harm and even death and like I, I did read in like a report somewhere. It was like he would make them go onto his property, dig a giant hole and he would make them look over it. And he would like say like, this is your grave. If you say anything, I will kill you and I will put you in here and nobody will find you or believe anything. So it's like, and he would look at them and say, who they're going to believe you or me, you know? And it's just like awful things. So I think the order of events here are very telling. So this kind of detailed, but I want to go over them. And this is with Doug, um, the boy who said that Jack had assaulted him. So um, I want to go over it. So December 30th, 1992, Cletus, who is Doug's dad, Cletus contacted Jack and demanded his immediate resignation from scouting. Uh, Mrs. McConnell, I'm not sure who that is, reported the incident to the Department of Human Services Child Abuse Hotline and to the Lone Oak County Sheriff's Office. Exactly what should have been done. So the next day, Jack wrote a letter of apology to the Hogans. Quote, There is a great amount of trust placed in a man who works with young people as I did, and I violated it. I am ashamed of this as I have let everyone down from the scouts through my own family, and now it's up to me to change my life. Barf. January 4th, 1993, Cletus Hogan reports this incident to Jeffrey A. Herman, an executive with the Boy Scouts Quapaw Area Council, who's in charge of the Arkansas County. Uh, Arkansas scouting 
The next day, Herman notified Walls by letter that the organization was, quote, revoking and severing their relationship with Jack. Within a two-week period, the Boy Scouts notified DHS on three separate occasions. Law, some law act, blah, 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 required a complete investigation within 30 days. The investigator, Ken Murphy, took no action until May 26, 1994, six complaints and 147 days later, a total lack of due diligence there. Without determination, the investigation was turned over to Larry Cook, who is the prosecuting attorney of Lone Oak County. So June 1st, 19, we're into the next year, the next summer, June 1st, 1993, Jim Rainbolt, who is a criminal investigator with the Arkansas State Police, interviewed Doug Hogan, the accusing boy, but labeled the case file as, quote, false imprisonment investigation. This was because when Doug tried to leave that camp that night, Jack went in there and took the keys from his vehicle so he couldn't get away, so he couldn't escape. So, and it was like Doug and two other two of his other scout friends were there. So he was stuck there. So... July 28th, Rainbolt interviewed Jack, who claimed he, quote, only hit Hogan on the belt buckle with the back of his hand, <laughs> which is like, mm, okay, sure. Three weeks later, Rainbolt interviewed Mark McConnell and Chris Houchins, who both say Walls admitted that night he solicited sex from Doug Hogan, and no other interviews took place. So those were the, Mark McConnell and Chris Houchins were the two boys that were with Doug Hogan. Those were his two other scout friends. On October 8th, 1993, Rainbolt closed his investigation and stated that Larry Cook, quote, determined that the actions of the suspect in this case do not constitute a crime. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? You have three people telling you the same story? So November 18th, the next month, Cletus Hogan persuades municipal judge Gary Rogers of Carlisle to sign two warrants against Jack Walls on charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and third degree assault with misdemeanors because Jack had like alcohol and stuff there for the boy and firearms and stuff for the boys. So they did could prove that Walls is arrested on these charges. After discussing the matter with Rainbolt, Ken Murphy determined that no abuse took place nor intended and close his file on the case. And it's like, are you kidding me? So a copy of this confidential DHS file was released to a person listed only as Walls. This file has never been accounted or recovered. So it's like, are you kidding me? They released it to the one person who should not have ever seen or had it. So April 8th, 1994, during a three-hour trial, character witnesses, including former state representative Bill Fletcher and other pillars of the community, and boy after boy testified on behalf of Walls. His whole order came up, and their whole, like the order of the arrow, their whole thing was protect Jack. We're Jack, Jack's our guy. We're behind him. So, um, anyways, it was revealed that Walls was sexually assaulting these boys, one of whom said, quote, I was told if I didn't testify her for him, I would end up dead. Walls was found innocent of the charges. However, Judge Rogers was not satisfied and said, I personally believe that there may be other charges that may have been filed, but, but weren't. I'm not asking, I'm not making any determination on whether there were any sexual advances or not. That again was not before the court. So it's like, the judge was like, I think you could have, we could have done, you could have been charged with something else, but I can't. Maybe if like the you know, the detective or whoever. Or the other boys had come forward. Better job, yeah. Yes. So in 1999, Ken Murphy was fired for basically lying. And he was the guy that was like, 
oh, he's innocent, you know. So many members of the Lone Oak community hated the Hogans for coming forth, stating they were, that they believed that the Hogans were only after Jack's money. Do you know if there was ever a civil suit filed? I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Because if not, then well, you're well, not going to pro- get any money there. Probably not. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So probably not. You don't get money from a generally from a criminal, criminal trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how that generally works, so, as far as I know. Yeah. That's that's a do they go to the jail or not exactly. type of situation, exactly. not a profitable situation. Damages. Yeah. So through his high school career, he spent time with the Scouts, Jack, and the Order of the Arrow. Um, with all the time spent under Jack's control, a greater and greater rift was made between Heath and his father. And there was just a lot of tension in the house. Heath was always angry. He was always sad. And his family just like could not figure out why because they're like, Jack's supposed to be helping. So outwardly, Heath was just kind of like an average high school student. He was a great football player. He was a devoted scout. And it was just kind of a facade for everything he held inside of him. The harassment of the Hogans continued with Heath and the Order allegedly being trained to be, quote, assassins for jack which is like very culty but heath would end up graduating from high school and move away for college but distance did very little to lessen the grip that jack had on heath and when heath wanted to go on a date or like date a girl or something he would have to go to jack and approve it which is again very culty so yeah i don't even ask my parents like is it okay if i date this girl not that i date very often but uh, i don't i don't <laughs> exactly, go like because it's it okay not, it's not normal right so it's jack's like, whole, i'm an adult technically yes technically only technically only technically i'm basically a child so jack's hold was very tight on heath and the rest of the order um so things where did he go to college at i'm Do gonna guess arkadelphia and you'll we'll get to why but i'm not okay. sure what college is in Arkadelphia? There's two. Washita. Washita Baptist and Henderson State are both there. Okay. And they're literally across the street from each other. Oh, yeah, they are. It's like a big football rivalry, and they dress in their own locker rooms for the game. Oh, that's weird. At, at the other campuses. Yeah. It's kind of fun, though. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So, we're into, like, 1997, and this would put Heath at about 20 years old. Maybe, like, what is that, like, sophomore year-ish? Sophomore, junior year? Uh, yeah, sophomore or junior. Yeah. Potentially senior, depending, Yeah, I guess. So It could be a, a many things. Yeah. Other, but th- other than... Typically... Typically, because you go to college, typically when you're 18, that would be your freshman year, but it just depends sometimes on, like, where your birthday lands and all that, so... Well, Heath was born in, what did I say? November. So he'd been 21 that year. So it's probably junior. He's probably sophomore so, yeah. going into junior. Um, okay. So again, one weekend, he came back from college to visit with his family. This is January 97. Uh, while home, he, of course, had a visit with Jack. Jack came to Heath's, Heath's house. And somehow or another, the two ended up in Heath's bedroom. And that's when Barbara, Heath's mom, walked in on Jack sexually assaulting Heath. And Barbara was absolutely appalled at what she had witnessed. Barbara didn't like confront Heath about it, but he eventually came to her and to his sister, Heather. He finally was able to tell them everything that had happened to him at the hands of Jack and that had been happening for over a decade. So Barbara had no idea that Heath had been suffering like this. Absolutely no idea. But it did answer a lot of questions to her about like why he was so angry and sad growing up. So seeking counsel, she met with her pastor. She also told her mother of what had been happening. 
She did not, however, report anything to the authorities in fear of retaliation from Jack with his influence and clout. So uh, just side note here, by the way, pastors are mandatory reporters in Arkansas and the pastor did not report anything. So a failure right there. Heath also felt he had to come clean. He told Jack that he had admitted everything to his mom, which he said was the, quote, greatest mistake of his life. Jack was livid, absolutely beside himself with rage. It felt to Jack as if he was like losing control over one of his orders and something that was just absolutely unacceptable to him. Jack knew that the knowledge was out and that the only thing left for Heath to do was to, quote, kill the problem, a mantra often repeated within Jack's order. Jack's protection was paramount. It was the ultimate goal for the order. And his, his little facade, his, his, his wall had been punctured or there was a crack in the wall and he could not have that. He had to have it repaired. So nine days after confessing everything to his mother and his sister, he sat at home just absolutely torn and spiraling. Heath had ransacked his house to make it look like a burglar came through in his hand was a 45 caliber gun he had found in the house, and his thoughts quickly turned to suicide. You see, Jack had instructed Heath to, again, kill the problem, meaning to permanently silence the people that knew, his mother and sister. While Heath did not want to do this, he knew his ultimate goal was Jack's protection, and he had to do what needed to be done. That evening, sitting in wait, Heath heard his sister arrive home, and he made the decision. He shot his sister and killed her. Five minutes later, his mother and father came home, and he mercilessly took their lives as well. Heath had taken care of the problem for Jack, with Jack's urging and assistance. 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 He fled the scene, headed to Arkadelphia. That's what made me think he went to college in Arkadelphia, because he headed that way afterwards. Along the way, he dumped the things that he had taken from the ransacking including the 45 caliber gun. So all this stuff that he took from his own house on his way to Arkadelphia, he dropped it out the window. So at 6 a.m. the following morning, Heath was found. He was arrested at a friend's apartment while he was asleep on the couch following a statewide alert for his capture. He was transported to Lone Oak County and charged with three counts of capital murder. Uh, so why were they suspecting him? They know, I guess, that he was in town. He just Can I be honest? Yes. I think it was Jack. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I assume it's because he was the most likely suspect uh, because he was missing and he should have been at home. But I think Jack probably had a a little bug to put in some people's ears. I gotcha. So after his arrest, Heath was taken into custody and questioned. Investigators just could not understand the reasoning behind the murders. Like Heath was not the kind of person to do this. And that was until Heath kind of exposed everything. He told them everything, including the years of abuse from Jack. So at Jack's beckoning and with Jack's promise of immunity and a good legal counsel due to his father being a judge and like, you know, they're going to tweak it for him. Heath went ahead and pled guilty to all three murders. With this guilty plea, there would be no evidence saved and no trial. So Jack was ready, though, just in case Heath, just in case Heath pled not guilty he gave himself an alibi for his fingerprints being at the scene as he was the one allowed to secure the scene. So m- miscarriage right there. 
So, I mean, it was, I mean, that's why I think that Jack was probably involved with the murder. If there was nothing concrete, but why else would he, why else would he be there to secure the scene? Why else would he secure it? You know? Anyway. Yeah, it seems like somebody else should be involved in that, not, yeah, uh, not this rando. a community leader. Yeah. So he's sentencing eventually came down and he got three life sentences without the possibility of parole. And Jack was nowhere to be found. Jack did not come to East Aid and help him out like he promised. There was, that, that was it. He was arrested, tried, convicted. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes when you uh, follow people who are using you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same as... Uh, Don't do it. I'm going to be careful here. I'm not going to be too careful. I'll be short. But the people who stormed the Capitol and yeah. got arrested, and they yeah. all thought, Donnie's going to... He's going to pardon us. He didn't. Clearly not. He didn't. Yeah. He doesn't care about you. Again, we talk about mind control and culty situations. So, but his confession led investigators onto a different avenue. The life and lies of Jack Walls. And an investigation into his heinous crimes ensued. So the summer of 97, like this is like a few months after his family was murdered at his and likely Jack's hands, and four months after his sentencing, things started to turn even farther south for Jack. At gunpoint, Jack's own nephew, Wade, led Jack to his parents' house and made Jack confess to everything he had done to he and his brother. Jack had spent years raping his own nephews. And Jack also confessed to the rapes of many other Boy Scouts and young men in the community, including Heath. And I read somewhere where it estimated he had between 100 and 150 victims. So Wade's family struggled with what to do next. They didn't want Jack's wife and family to hurt because they're innocent in all this. Like his wife and daughter are innocent in all this. So they considered letting Jack kind of like check him to himself into a mental health unit but ultimately, they decided on justice, and they called DHS and reported the abuse, and a full-scale investigation ensued, unlike with the 1992 report. So, the investigation into Jack continued. He was arrested and tried. He was initially only convicted of two counts of rape. I was like, uh, okay. But after some heat for not filing more charges, that prosecuting attorney removed himself, saying he had an ongoing professional relationship with Jack's dad and he couldn't do that. So a new special prosecuting attorney, Betty Dickey, who I like, was assigned to the case. Jack was finally charged with six counts of rape, two counts of violating a minor in the first degree, and two counts of solicitation to murder. And that was due to him requesting the murder of Cletus and Doug Hogan whenever Doug came forward with all that in 1992. The low number of rape charges was only due to the statute of limitations running out. That seems like one that I guess it's kind of surprising that there is a statute of limitations on, but I remember. I don't those, know if it's still the case, but back then it was. Yeah. There's like a whole episode of Law and Order SVU where they're like, we need to solve these cases because the statute of limitations is coming up. Which is, I think the statute of limitations is ridiculous. Yeah. If you murdered somebody, you should be able murder to... Murder doesn't have statute of limitation. Okay. Just if to be you... clear, there are some things that do not have statutes of limitations, and rape seems like it should be one exactly. of those. Exactly. Violent crimes. Yeah. But, you know, like, whatever. The other stuff does. Yeah. I, and I think the idea is, like, if 
they didn't commit any more crimes. They shouldn't have to look over their shoulder for forever or whatever. Yes, they but should. I think rape is where you, I'm like, yeah, you should. You definitely should. 100%. If it's, if it's like, I don't know, if they're trying to get you for that time you went jaywalking, that's one thing. But Or even like you had a little pot. Who cares? Yeah, like but rape? Drug, drug charges or whatever. Yeah, like. Uh, rape? No, that yeah. should not have a statute of limitations. Especially because there's so many um, instances of people they don't just rape the one time yeah and sometimes it escalates and a lot of victims aren't gonna be like this happened this afternoon and i'm coming to report it they have to like they mentally will like cannot handle what just happened to them and they have to kind of cope and then 10 years later they come forward and are like this happened to me yeah so statute of limitations on rape no 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 Disagree. Yeah, that, that's one where I I don't think you should have Definitely a statute. Not. But I know murder for sure does not have a statute of limitation. That's good to know. So in the investigations, some of the evidence, get this, that came forward were pornographic books, of course, books titled, these are gross, The Scoutmaster's Wife, Boy Scout Mother, Female Animal, and Confessions of Slippery Jack as well as a copy of the state's criminal code for sexual offenders, a stolen gun, and gross, a a semen-stained attic, which is appalling. So in 1998, Jack pled guilty to two... uh, I'm sorry, Jack pled guilty to five counts of rape and no contest to the rape of Heath. Investigators believe he entered that specific plea in the case of Heath as it would save an investigation because he was worried... But if there was an investigation that came through, it could have led to him being convicted for murder. They think that. And it's like, well, duh, of course. So other charges, the other charges were dropped in the plea deal. So the other, you know, the solicitation to murder, those were dropped. Jack was sentenced to four life terms plus two 40-year terms served concurrently. And this was eventually reduced to three life terms plus three 40-year terms after a biased statement made by the judge after sentencing. The statement, which I like, made by Judge Lance Hanshaw was this, quote, I do not have to believe he stalks his testimony to know that he was your finest creation and perhaps your most vulnerable victim and to know he became what you taught him to be. I only know that in the very least, you are indirectly responsible for the death of Joe, Barbara, and Heather Stocks, end quote. And it's like, that just gave me chills. Because like, 100%. Like, sure, it was a biased statement, whatever. But I'm really glad he said that. So, hats off to you, Lance Hanshaw. So, there have been so many people calling for a trial for Heath and or for his relief from prison. He never got a trial. He pled guilty. So, no no, no trial ever ensued. Um, and I, I have mixed feelings about this. I have one feeling, which is, well, I have mixed feelings, but mostly not very mixed. It's a, it's very much like uh, mixing water and oil. It, it is not. What? What do you think? I think he should be in prison. Like, I I get that the bad things happened and all that, but I can't trust somebody who killed three people who were all his family to but, just be out there or to be anywhere other than prison. But then you have like... The, you know, like you said, it's cult. It's cult mindset. He was totally brainwashed. It is, but... And he was also... A, I mean, his his entire childhood, he was being molested by this guy. And that's bad, but at the same time, like, 
You he, can't have that person out on the streets. That's true. If you ask me. And he, I mean, he murdered his mom, his dad, and his sister, his whole like, family. Like I, I feel for him. Yeah. But, but no. I don't know. You, you stay in prison. At least a trial. I don't want. I don't want the knowledge of that person being out. But and see, about. there are people that commit worse crimes that are well. I mean, maybe not worse, but there are people that commit equal crime crimes that are out and about living in the world. It's like sometimes, yeah. I mean, well, some you know, serial killers don't get caught sometimes, but like no, but people that are caught and then released, yeah, and that's uh, that's a very controversial thing. Yeah. That's not exactly something that people are like. And this, that's, that's not you're I, not going to get like ninety percent of people being like, yes, this is good and a good thing to do. I don't know, and so that's why I have like conf- I am very conflicted because it's like, would I want Heath living next door to me? No. Could I trust him? I don't think so. I wouldn't want him living in the same state, even if I lived in a big state like Alaska, where there could <laughs> potentially be way more room between us. Yeah, but it's like, and he's more likely to like be attacked and eaten by a bear than to but kill me. He but would, would, would still he, would he have committed those crimes if Jack was not in his life? No, but I mean that's also like the same reasoning used by people who like try and defend like timothy mcveigh where they're like mm. oh he was a patsy he was a patsy and he was some, some he was a patsy because he, he wasn't really behind it somebody else pushed him to do it and it's like well you know what if somebody was like hey do you want to like attack the capital of michigan and murder the governor i i would be like no what are you doing but what you're you- also not brainwashed you also no, be- have you have a good mindset yeah but that's still like mm, you're you're opening up a real can of worms there. And, it's a it's a whole can of worms right here. This is a very delicate. I case. I don't want that person out and about. Plain but, simple. But if Jack's not in his life, like, you know, I mean, the same thing can be said for a lot of things, though. Like, if true. if this doesn't, if this one thing doesn't happen, then maybe this doesn't happen. So where does it end? Yeah. So I I I would he like def- to- he definitely did murder his mother and father and sister. Hundred percent. So no, he stays in prison as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the the Manson people were all brainwashed too and most they of them ended yeah. up in prison. Yeah. And Manson I thought didn't about pull the too. trigger and he ended up in prison <laughs> yes, too. Yes, he did. So I... And that's a good thing about Jack. Jack also, he is the Manson and he also ended up in prison. Yeah, they, they should both be in prison. Like, I again, I feel for Heath. I feel for the things that happened to him. Yeah. But uh, you, you can't convince me that he should be out and about. I would like to hear more listeners what you guys think like it's a, it's such a delicate case like where does it end where where what is what is justice in this you know like anyway anyway so i would like to hear from you guys see what you think message us on september 20th 2017 he filed a motion pro se with the trial court requesting their reinvestment into this 1997 case which resulted in a conviction the last update I see on this was from October 24th, 2019. And basically, from what I gather, and per a very smart judge that we know, the court denied his pro se motion. It, 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 the, the appeal was denied in 2019, but there's still ongoing stuff. Um, he has a whole rally behind him. He has been in multiple, featured in multiple documentaries and show series. Um, including an episode of 2020 and 1999 with Barbara Walters. There have been so many other ones, but anyways, that was a big one. Wade, Jack's nephew that held him at gunpoint and made him confess, he committed suicide after years of struggling with the sexual and psychological abuse inflicted upon him. His parents have 
opened an, or, an organization in his name called the Wade Knox Child Advocacy Center in Lone Oak in the hopes that children such as Heath and Wade can find a safe haven and receive the support they need so they don't make the same mistakes. So, and that is the very devastating case of Heath and Jack and all of their victims. Kind so, of a heavy one. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty rough. Yeah. Okay, Andrew. What are you looking at? I've been looking at so many things, Let me guess. actually, for wait, once. Wait, can I guess? Um, I'll allow it. Star Wars. You son of a... How'd you know? <laughs> also, wrestling. How many... Here, I haven't been... Well, I did watch SmackDown I'm moving this remote. I'm sorry. Bad. I said remote. I'm moving my microphone. Hold on. Big Why move. are you doing this? Oh, God. Because I'm kicked back. Um, okay, go ahead. Here's the real question. I'm ready. How many Star Wars? Oh, crap. How many Star Warses are on here? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like that's, that. That's the real guess. Oh, crap. I don't know. Tell me. Just do it. It's three. There's three Star Warses. It's quite a bit. So I jumped back on Star Wars Rebels. I'm on the final season, jumping through that real quick. Um, I saw the episode where Sabine gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, so that's exciting, which Bo-Katan's eventually going to lose it, as we know, because we've all seen The Mandalorian. Um, I am still listening to the audiobook of the second Thrawn book. Mm-hmm. It is called Dark Force Rising. And then I finished Light of the Jedi, that book that is a Star Wars book, takes place like 200 years before the prequels, I believe. Do you like it? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's really good. Cool. Um, I, I love the way they describe the Jedi and the things they do. Um, for instance, like there's one character named Evar Chris, and it's like they describe how they see the Force, like how they feel it and, and stuff. So like Chris, her thing is like she sees it like it's like a song. And so it's like kind of a cool descriptor hmm. or like Elzar man. He's, he sees it as a boundless sea and all this other stuff. It's really cool. Weird. They did a cool thing in there as well that, um, I've been thinking they should do since I watched, um, Gundam. So in Gundam, Gundam. I'm wow. going to try and do this as quick as I can. I'm sorry. I'm oh doing boy. my best. Oh God. Um, so in Gundam, the original mm-hmm. Gundam stuff, mm-hmm. there are psychics called new types. And, uh, so basically Gundam, it's giant robots. They're big old robots. And it holds a gun and it shoots. You oh, get it. Okay. Yeah. So, but And they're piloted by a person. And the new oh, types... Oh, there's persons in them? There's a person in them. So it's... Uh, what is... What so is they're it? called mobile suits. Huh. It's kind of like uh, uh, Power Rangers. Like Power Rangers or like... Um, what's that movie? Uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. Except they use like controls. It's not a... Well, in G Gundam, it's a a suit where it follows you you're distracting me because i could talk about this forever um (laughs) boy don't i know yes so like they have new types who are basically space psychics (laughs) and they use a system called the psychomu system and with it they can control like they're called bits but they're basically like other guns that just float around them and they can go out into other places so it's like they could be standing in a spot and the bit is off somewhere else and can shoot somebody in the back Without them even knowing it. Weird. Because they're psychics. And I thought, wouldn't that be a cool thing for a Jedi to be able to do? They don't quite do that. But uh, the, the, ships, the ships they have in Light of the Jedi, they, can, they have greater control over them using the Force. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where uh, a character actually flies 
two ships at once. What? Using the Force, which what? is pretty cool. But I think they should steal that idea from Gundam and use it in a Jedi thing. Um, also, just uh, but yeah, Light of the Jedi, I think it's fantastic. Check it out. It's the first book of the new things. It's really good. Um, I just want to point out, I mentioned fantasy, like how weird names are reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Dark Force Rising and also the book before it. I like that um, whenever Lando is speaking, uh, when they say Han, they say it Han the yeah. way Lando does. Well, Lando says it Han in the movies. Oh. Which is, so I was like, that's a fun little touch. But most of all, uh, I learned that audiobooks maybe are wrong sometimes because- I've the, wondered that. The audiobook for Light of the Jedi, the person reading it says the, uh, this guy's name, Martian, which is how I would have pronounced it. That's, that would have been my guess. Mm-hmm. The author, in an interview, said, Markion. So it's like, which one is right? Probably the author, because he created the character of Markion. That's like, um, J.K. Rowling said that it's Voldemort. Instead of Voldemort. Not Voldemort. Did they say Voldemort in the movies? I think so. For some reason, I was thinking, I was like, I, I heard Voldemort at some point, but I don't know. You where. might have maybe from like a podcast or something. Um, but in the audiobooks, they say Voldemort. Yeah, I wonder if they because um, the video I watched where they mentioned that they also mentioned like another Star Wars author had said like the audiobook person pronounced something else wrong, different. I don't hmm. I don't know what it was though. Hmm. Seems like the author should be more involved in that thing. I don't know. No kidding, you think yeah. so? But now, like I've been like working in my brain, like. I guess it's Markion and not Martian, but whatever. Hmm. I got to remember that because the next book comes out in June. Your birthday. My birthday is in June. It comes out after my birthday. but That sucks. Yeah, it's fine. Well, um, that was Super Nerd Corner with Andrew. And I did as quick as I could. You did good. Man, I threw a bunch out at you, You though. did. I hope you all were taking notes. Because there will be a quiz at the end. That's right. What was the thing that new types used? Gundam. Anybody can use a Gundam. Well, unless it's Gundam Seed, in which case you have to be a coordinator to use a Gundam. But don't even worry about it. Let's move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too much. Gundam Seed's not good anyway. So oh, good. Who cares? Oh, good. You do a thing. I've got like two more. Okay. I watched that new movie on HBO that dropped Friday. Denzel Washington, that weirdo Jared Leto. Is is Rami Malik in it? And Rami Malik. Or Rami, however you say his name. Yes, Rami, Rami Malik, Rami Malik. Yes. Okay. He is in it. My my star rating on it. Out of how many stars? Let's do five. Because okay. that's normally what they do. Yeah. I'd say three out of five. Three out of five? Three okay, out of five. Okay, so like average. Yeah, it was okay. Like you like on Goodreads. Using Goodreads as uh-huh, an example, uh-huh. if you hover over the if you hover over the three, it mm-hmm. says, I liked this. I I would not watch it again. So do you want to go down to a two by the Goodreads standards? Well, it's, it's two. You wouldn't watch it again. You wouldn't read it again. Yeah, two is like Queen's Shadow. I gave that a two. I was like, I didn't care for this. Whereas I mean, three is like, I... How about a two I, and a half? I generally enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. You can't do halves on Goodreads. And we're not using Goodreads. We are not Goodreads. Yeah, we are. So yeah, you can do it. So two and a half, which is exactly halfway through. That's uh, exactly average. Yeah, it's... It was okay. It was it was not terrible. It was not great. Would I watch it again? No. I guess I got to mention, that's like a mystery thriller thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like cop, gritty cop. Of course, Denzel Washington plays a gritty cop that mumbles. And Did you have to watch it with subtitles? No. 
I turned it up. <laughs> and Jared I have to watch everything with subtitles these days. <laughs> like I just can't. Especially can't when it's you. especially when it's like weird fantasy stuff like Witcher. It wasn't weird fantasy, but Jared it just Denzel Washington mumbled. Jared Leto was a creep, of course. He played a weird creep. Uh, so he played himself. He cool. played himself, yes. That's cool. Um he was super yucky looking in that movie. He seems like the worst. Like, doesn't he have, like, basically a sex cult somewhere? What? Yeah, like, he was, when all this COVID stuff was first starting, he didn't know about it because he's off on, like, an island. With his sex cult? With his, like, what is, it sounds a lot like a sex cult. Yeah. What? I had no idea. Yeah, he seems like the worst. Yeah, I mean, he's, also, he's I was a weirdo. Of, of, uh, 30 when Seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah. I used to like 30 Seconds of Mars a real bunch. That first album was really good, yeah. as I recall. Or at least I thought it was. I haven't yeah. listened to it in a long time. Was um, he the lead singer? He no, was a part think, of it. He, I don't think he was the lead singer. He was a part of the I band, think he was though, guitar. in some way. Yeah, and his brother was a part of it, but too. But he, he was all like, don't promote that I'm a part of the band, because he wanted it to succeed on its own, but still, yeah. like, you still have the connection. So. Yeah, well, yeah, shut up. But, like, I always think of uh, Suicide Squad, where <sighs> he was the worst Joker, but specifically the behind-the-scenes the yeah, yes. the behind stuff, where it's like, he sent used condoms to the castmates. And it's like, Why? ah, yes, my favorite Joker story from reading Batman stuff is when he sent used condoms. No, that's not the Joker. That's yeah. just, you're being a weirdo. Yeah, he, he's just a weird, and that, but Denzel, I did read somewhere, Denzel Washington was like, no, he did not do any of that during our filming. If he did, it would have quickly ended. <laughs> and so like, Denzel was like, I made sure. Yeah, basically. I went to his house. He said, honestly, <laughs> he said it was good working with, with Ram, Rami, Rami Malik. Rami I, that's, Malik. I'm guessing. And, I don't, I, and with there, Jared. Yeah. He said it was, Denzel said that it was good. He, and it was, you know, as much as I don't like Jared, he's a, he's a, he's a method actor and he, he does good at his method acting, whatever. And then Rami Malik, I didn't, he's a great actor. He's, he's, he's cool. He's weird looking. He's unique. Am I looking. right? He's very unique looking. He's okay. not unattractive. He's not unattractive though. I mean, people can. I say weird looking. That's that's mean. But yeah, like he's very unique. Looking. I mean, it's the same thing. Like and there's sometimes a, I and see it, and there's two of them because he has an identical twin brother. Oh man, can you believe that? It's like uh, Tron Legacy where they had two Jeff Bridges's. Yes, they did. Um, CGI Jeff Bridges. Yeah, but you know, and Denzel Washington, of course, is a good actor. We all know that. But it sounds was, like he wasn't, Mister Mumbles over there. He, he plays the same guy in every movie now. You know, yeah. he can do that and get paid. So why not? So like Bruce Willis. Being all exactly. those like yeah. straight to DVD, yeah, VOD, dude. I guess now movies. But it was it was just an okay movie. Like it was it was slow and it stayed slow even at the last five minutes. It still was like, oh, that's the ending. That's how it's gonna end. Okay, okay, then I guess we're there. And and then it, Rami just did not fit that role very well. That was he tried to play gritty cop too, and that was not. For Mr. Freddie Mercury, which he was phenomenal at, it was just I think gritty of him cop as was a, the, the robot com- guy. Yeah, weird computer guy yeah. who's addicted to opioids. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I've only watched, I haven't even watched the whole first season, but anyway, I've that show seems either. okay. I don't know. So anyways, little things, the little things on HBO Max. I okay, I was about to ask, I, I was like, is that one of the HBO Max releases? Yes, it was an HBO Max release. You know what HBO Max, so first of all, I messed up. Wonder Woman's off of it now, so you I did. Suck. I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm excited about on there? Tell me. I'll give you two guesses. What? Do you know what else is coming out on there? No, I don't. Okay. Well, the thing I was thinking of. First of all, I'm going to say a thing I would have thought you would have guessed. Oh, what? Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Because well, yeah, but think of 
who who am I? That's true. Who am I? I I'm the guy who when I last house sat for you, yeah, I watched Destroy All Monsters, a Godzilla movie on your television. I watched it because it's a good movie. <laughs> I used to have the VHS for it. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that movie rules. Um, but yeah, so that Godzilla vs King Kong, obviously. In fact, I used to have I probably had the VHS at my parents' house somewhere of Godzilla vs King Kong from like the 80s from or 70s whenever they ago. made it. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but the other one is Mortal Kombat. No way. There's a Mortal Kombat movie coming out, and I hope it's so good. I hope it's, it's gonna good. Be, it's going to be the worst. Who's in it? I have no idea. I just Nobody know it exists. Know. But like the HBO Max <laughs> commercial <laughs> that always airs, it had you see Scorpion or Sub-Zero maybe. I don't remember. But you see it for like a, just a second, and I'm like, oh, right. They're doing that. I forgot that was happening. Not going to watch either of those. Not excited about either of those. You don't want to watch Mortal Kombat? No. That, first, that original Mortal Kombat movie is pretty good. We We've watched, talked about it. We watched a lot when I was a kid. I didn't get yeah. it. You didn't get it. No, it didn't make sense to me. That movie doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. Because <laughs> we've talked, there's an episode of this podcast where we talk about Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation mm-hmm. in great detail. Mm-hmm. That first movie's legit good, but it is like... Very confusing. It makes no sense because it's like... That's why as a kid I was bored. I was a, like, I don't get it. It's like a tournament, but then at some point it's just like scorpion attacks johnny cage out in the forest for no reason it's like is this part of the tournament or is he just being a jerk i don't understand but I yeah don't get it. so i'm pretty excited for that mortal Kombat. um i finally watched spider-man far from home still haven't watched it so i won't say too much though also is if that you, the one where tom holland's on vacation in europe yeah and jake gyllenhaal is in it oh yeah he he almost was spider-man back in the day i knew that back in the toby Maguire days yeah it was between him and toby Maguire. yeah and then toby Maguire like had a allegedly had a back injury before spider-man 2 and was like holding out for more money and they were talking about like getting jake gyllenhaal in for that just like replace him um but he plays mysterio so if you have any idea who mysterio is nope you don't okay well, then I'll say nothing else other than I saw the trailer and saw Mysterio was in it, and I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen in this movie, basically. Did it happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's super obvious if you know anything about Spider-Man stuff. I don't. It's I don't. specifically Mysterio. Okay. Um, yeah. What so, would you give it out of five? Uh, probably like a three, three okay. and a half, that range. All right. The Mysterio stuff... I, his outfit's ridiculous. They did like a bunch of weird CGI stuff that I didn't think worked super well, but I I thought there's there's some good stuff in that movie. I enjoyed it overall. Okay, all right, I'll watch it. Yeah, where'd you watch it on? Uh, Vudu. It was on okay. sale, so I bought uh, it. You bought it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I do. I think it was pretty good. I'd be interested to hear your take on it since you don't know anything about nothing who these characters are. I don't. Have I seen the first one? Yeah, I saw the first one. Yeah, I think we talked about. Uh, I, I haven't the one seen that has the Michael with, Keaton. I have who? Michael Keaton. Yes, he's yes. the vulture. Yes, did watch yeah. that. I have not seen the Andrew Garfield ones. Yeah, and you don't need to. They're okay. no good. Okay. Uh, maybe. So rumors are that the third Spider-Man <gasps> with like Thomas Holland, Spider Verse one. It's going to be a Spider Verse thing. They've supposedly got Andrew Garfield yes. and, and Tobey Tobi Maguire and the guy who played Doc Ock. I forget his name. Yeah, Molina. And yeah, Alfred Molina. And uh, Jamie Foxx, who was in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the second uh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield movie. Went, okay, I wouldn't know. Supposedly, they're all on board. Um, wow. And so, Doc, so Andrew Molina played Doc Ock in the first Spider-Man? Second. Or was the second? Second. With Tobey Maguire. Yes. Um, the first one was Green, uh, Green Goblin. Oh, that's right. It was Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yes. 
Willem de friend, Willem <laughs> Dafoe. <laughs> he, he had like a Power Ranger costume and it was awesome. Yeah, he did. Listen, terrible. listen. Wait, what year did you say the first one came out? It was like 2001. I know for sure it was post 9-11 because... Okay, um, okay. Was the twin, were the Twin Towers in it? The Twin Towers were in it and originally. Um, like there was like even a trailer where he like... He was swinging between the Twin Towers. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was very close. So it may have been like, it could have even been like early 2002. 2002. Okay. Early, like early 2002 or summer probably. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, May 3rd, 2002. Okay. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's almost halfway through, but yeah, the, oh man. So just we were, thinking about that era yeah. of movies, especially because like that Spider-Man movie was like so groundbreaking it feels like yeah I agree. but even before that uh, i think it was 2000 or 99 that x-men movie the first one with hugh jackman and oh yeah Love all that them one. that was like i remember my mind was so blown one day yeah i was watching tv and there's like a commercial and it was the senator from the movie yeah well i didn't know that i didn't know who this guy was right like, senator kelly and it was like anti-mutant legislation thing and i was like wait anti-mutant like x-men is that what's going on? And I went to whatever the website was that it showed. I was like, oh my God. We're getting an They're X-Men making a live action X-Men movie. This is the greatest day of my life. You're like my dad was, when he watched so the first, my, my dad when he, he said he remembers when he was in the theater watching the first Star Wars movie that came out. He says he remembers sitting there and thinking there will never be another movie greater than this. He was almost right. He was almost right. Empire Strikes Back. but that's i mean yeah i mean obviously you know x-men and spider-man kind of released a whole genre it started a whole genre 20 years later it's 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 going going. even bigger now these days even bigger it's wild but it it was just crazy just thinking like i just i just remember most from from the spider-mans we talked about this this had both of the soundtracks from the first two (laughs) spider-mans and that was a big deal it had like the, the, Those soundtracks were big deals, like legitimately at the time. Like, Dashboard if Confessional. You had that CD, you were like, I was a cool kid. You're, like if I you were it. in a car, it was like, Put guess on what Spider-Man I got? Soundtrack. Guess what I got? Put on that Spider-Man Two soundtrack. Let's freaking go! Dashboard Confessional sang "Vindicated," <laughs> and that was a song that you just like. It's like you know, kind of a quiet chorus. Perfect now that I am. Vindicated. <laughs> I am selfish. I am wrong. I mean, you like jam out there at the chorus. Oh, I love yeah, that. Like we were the perfect age for that. Totally. I wonder. I wonder what the perfect age will be for like younger people. Like what? What's the thing? Sort of like um, like I like The Simpsons a lot, mm-hmm. but realistically, I'm like too young for like prime Simpsons. If yeah. you really think about it, that'd be people who are like maybe like five Ooh, to yeah. ten years older than me. Yeah. So I wonder if it's, I wonder what the uh, the perfect thing is for other people. But uh, yeah, that, what else? Man, uh, I got. Well, we have one more thing. So oh, we're wait, gonna, I, I haven't done. My you do your thing. one thing. I was just going to tell people. Yeah, you, you know, do do your thing. Then it, we'll tell. It's people. very short. It's just that um, John had never seen what we do in the shadows. I also have not seen that. You have? I thought we watched it. No. I love it. No, I'm of course it's Take Waititi and Jemaine Clement. So does it get any better? No. Is Brett McKenzie in it? No. Brett is McKenzie. something Barry in it? I don't know, but Reese Darby's in it. Oh, that's hard to beat. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good group of Take New Zealanders. Is Tamara Morrison in it? I don't. I don't know. He's I don't the, know those ones. He's the guy who is uh, Boba Fett in Mandalorian. 
Oh, I guess he is a New Zealander. Isn't yeah, he? he is. He was like a he. Uh, he's he's Maori as well, just like Taika Waititi. Yes, yeah, yes. And like he used, like he has like Maori warrior training or something. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. used it for the show and all that. I think I think that he's the voice of somebody in Moana, as is Rachel House, who plays in uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. And because with Moana, they tried to incorporate the whole cast as Pacific Islanders. And New Zealand is a Pacific like Islander. Like The Rock. Not him. Yes, he did. He is. Oh he's God, literally like that big guy. Yes. And he is. He's 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 Polynesian. <laughs> he, he He's Samoan. Oh, Samoan. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. He's half Samoan, half black. Um, yes. I was just going to say, <laughs> because you reminded me of it. Um, he said he watched that with his daughter uh-huh. and he sang along with the part where he sings uh-huh. his character Yeah, and his daughter got mad at him and was like, you're ruining the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, like, shut up. It's like, I'm, I'm the one who That's said me. It. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. That's literally me. Who did you, who did you say? Tamara uh, Morrison? Yes, he is. He plays Moana's dad. Yeah, cool. And, um, yes, Rachel House, she plays in Hunt for the Wilder People. She plays Moana's grandma. Um, and Hunt for the Wilder People was that movie I love so much, directed by Takeo Watiti, yeah, who I cool. do not think is in Moana. But <laughs> same thing with um, Lin Manuel Miranda. He his heritage is part um, Pacific Islander. Hmm. Do you know that? I did not. I I I knew he wasn't regular European. I guess I say regular like that's but Alan Tudyk <laughs> Alec Tudyk is in it he's as well. a very white person but I don't think he's Pacific Islander but they tried to incorporate majority of the cast as Pacific Islanders which I thought was awesome and I had no idea that Jermaine Clement I was like wait why is he in it he's not Pacific Islander he plays the crab you know I haven't seen Moana what is wrong with you I guess I could now it's, yeah, I it's, on, it's on Disney, Disney. yes um, but I was like, wait, why is Jermaine Clement on there? He's, he's from New Zealand. And I Googled, I had to go, I had, I got myself educated in that New Zealand is considered Pacific Island. I mean, it is in the it Pacific is Island. It is Pacific Island. I it's actually have, two Pacific Islands. Yeah. I would have considered, I mean, that's like saying, I don't know, because he's white though, right? He seems white. Jermaine, white no, people he, live. No, he's to, part Maori. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's very funny. He's very so good and stuff. He's in... Um, so dry. I love his humor. You know a weird show he's in? Tell me. Legion. Did you ever watch Legion? No way watched Legion. I did, and I oh, liked did it. did you? You were the only other person who watched Legion. I thought it was great. You and me are the only people who have watched it. Um, What was his name? He played the I, Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Dan... Beauty and the Beast? The live action one. Dan... Dan Aykroyd. Matthew? Dave <laughs> Matt? Not Dave Matthew. Dave Matthew. <laughs> Um, Dan Stevens, Dan Stevens, and Aubrey Plaza was in it. She was so weird. What is? Oh yeah, Legion. Yeah, and Aubrey Plaza was very weird in it. Yes, yeah, she was. She's a very weird person in general. I think I love her. Yeah, but yeah, she is, thought, she is a delight. I think Legion only got like two seasons. It, it did. I thought it was so good. You're, you and me are the it's only part of X Men, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And you and me are the only people who ever saw it. I thought it was great. I, I was really. It sad. was good. It was, it was very good. But it's not surprising. But oh, it says there's three seasons. Oh, is it? But Jimmy Clint was really weird on there. <laughs> yeah. Even for him. Yeah, even for him. Um, okay, yeah. what What else? Do you have anything else? Because I have one more thing. Uh, Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? I, I was just going to say I restarted the Outlander series, the books, what, not, the, not the show. Is that the one where the lady goes back in time and does a lot of sex? Uh-huh. 
Okay. <laughs> Is that why you watched? You no. decided to get back into it? You're like, no. I wish I were this lady. I think you I know wanna, probably. I want to hang out with all these sexy big boys, these big beefy boys doing sex to me. Is that I what think, you want? I think you probably know I'm reading it. <laughs> I and it's don't. because it takes place in Scotland. Oh. And I'm in love with Scotland. This is why Ireland. you should get into wrestling. You know who the... Well, no. we'll see after tonight. I have, <laughs> the current WWE champion is Drew McIntyre. He is a Scottish boy. Well, good for him. He's a Scottish big beefy boy. I think you would be a fan. I might be. Let's I, find out. Okay. I'm going to find Show a picture me. of him in his uh, his Speedo. Ooh. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> you know me. I love all things period drama stuff. Except, except, unpopular opinion... I watched the first episode of Bridgerton and I will not be continuing. It is Netflix. Is that a Shonda Rhimes yes, joint? Yes. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not on board But with I love period stuff. stuff. I love period dramas. I love period stuff. Do you like Grey's Anatomy? I hate it. Okay. Well, she did that. Yeah. So like, what? that's like, I don't know if um, Chuck Lorre, who did uh, Two and a Half Men. If he, if, but wait. If, if he did like, I'm going to do a Star Wars movie. It's like. I'm not on board. Yeah. I don't think the things you do are good. Yeah, I don't. Even though I love Star Wars, I don't want you anywhere near it. But it's the highest grossing uh, Netflix series of all time. And I... I, I grossing? I'm si- How does that make sense? They don't make any money. Or not Look gr- at that guy. Oh my God, he's huge. Yeah, he is. I'm not a fan of him. You're not a fan? That's gross. That's not attractive. You don't like big big beefy boys with, with long, hairy chests gross and hair. stuff? That, that's not a good look. I don't like that. I would sure I would love his voice, but... He has a nice voice. I bet he does. I, I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's a pretty good voice. Uh, good old Drew McIntyre. I, I like. To, I like I'm, listening I'm, to him cut a promo, baby. Let me cut tell a you. promo. Cut a promo. That's what they say. But no, I, I, I don't. I did not. I will not be continuing Bridgerton. No, not highest grossing. What's highest downloaded? Most, yeah, oh. it's most downloaded. Of what all about time. when he was younger? Look how hairless he is. It's weird, I right? don't... I, I, how weird is that? I don't like it. Young Drew McIntyre is weird looking because he doesn't have a beard. And he doesn't have the long, dark hair. Or the, like, all the chest hair. and belly hair. <laughs> no, so I am, I've I've actually... I skipped over the first book because I still remember everything that happened. Um, so I'm, I'm on the second book now. Audiobook, that is, of course. Of Outlander. Uh-huh, the Outlander series. Where she goes back in time and has sex with Drew McIntyre looking people. She definitely does not. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's he's not my cup of tea. I'm sure I'd love his voice. What, he might be a your, great. What's wrestler. your cup of tea? You want like a fat guy? I can find a fat guy wrestler. No, you wanna you wanna I see? Can, let me. I can get you a fat guy Irish wrestler. Hold on. No, I, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> let me show you what her little husband looks like in the series. Now that that'll give you an idea of what I'm into. Oh yeah, redhead. I'm all about that. You're, not into, you're not into this guy. Oh, I think I'm good. <laughs> It's a picture of Killian Dane. You can all look is he it up. is he Irish? He is Irish for realsies. Yeah, he's married to a Scottish lady named Nikki Cross. Their kids will have the best accents, or be the hairiest people on earth. <laughs> he's Who's a pretty hairy. He's a very hairy man. This is what I'm into. That's the the main character in the Outlander series, like the show. That's her man. Tell people his name so that they can Google it while Jamie they're... Fraser. Is, that's his name of the show, played by Sam Hewen, and it's spelled H E U G H A N. I don't like it. Hewen. <laughs> I'm pretty he's, sure he's a beautiful man. How about this? If you yeah. had to choose between Drew McIntyre uh-huh. or Killian Dane, McIntyre, McIntyre, yeah. Okay, let me find another Irish guy for you, real quick. This is a audio medium, not as fun for the. It's Finn Balor. You don't know what he looks like, but okay. I'm about to show you. Okay. Other people can Google him while I'm talking. Okay, it's They're, fine. They they are together in the series, Claire and Jamie. 
Finn Balor, how do you feel about that guy? He looks kind of like a pretty boy. Yeah. You're I mean, not, he's, not, he's not, not feeling him. He's okay. He's not ugly. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't, I'm just. Uh, Wait, I, is, is he Scottish or Irish? He is Irish. Okay. His okay. name, his real life name is Fergal Devitt. Nice. Oh my gosh. But his his fake name is Finn Balor because <laughs> Finn kind of rolls off the tongue a little better than it Fergal rolls blah, off the blah, tongue. Blah. But it's also based in Irish mythology. Oh, tell me. Finn McCool was yes. like a hero of yes. Irish stuff, and Balor was the demon king. So it's like this uh, dichotomy of. Cool. the hero and the demon so like also sometimes he dresses up as like looking like a demon well that's kind of weird yeah i don't like that finn balor <laughs> not He's... a good look for him oh let's you know what I, I there's another wrestler oh my gosh who's irish his name is seamus of course i don't know if that's his real life name but you know is it the guy i see so much about the irish guy i see so much about he's he is very very white and has red hair let me see so i'm into that that does seem like what you're into um hey there's a picture of him he nice doesn't have the, he doesn't mohawk. have the mo- he doesn't have the mohawk anymore he is i dare say paler than i am he's like see-through look at that his, his skin's like the color of mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> you made me wheezy laugh <laughs> yeah that's, that's a pretty that is he's a, a very white that man he's a pale man He's, with some orange hair is very red hair yeah okay all right what what okay well, we need to quit looking at <laughs> foreign wrestlers what else do you have um i guess we both watched wandavision yes um how much time do we have <laughs> we, we, we may need maybe we we'll save about, we could we could talk about it real quick well yeah we'll we'll maybe save like a deeper dive for later yeah 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 because we got distracted yeah we did <laughs> looking at irish and scottish wrestlers yeah. um who was wa- your favorite wrestler of all those? Of all of those. Um, there was Finn Balor, you said, looked like a pretty boy. Yeah. Killian Dane was very, very hairy and kind of fat. <laughs> Drew McIntyre was hairy, long hair, okay, bearded probably, boy. Probably and demon then, guy, red hair guy, the first guy you showed me, and then the second guy you showed me. Wow, really? Yeah. You like Seamus more than Drew McIntyre. Uh, he needs to be a, a li- his hair needs to be a little darker, and his skin also needs to be just a little darker. Seamus, yeah, his skin is ridiculous. I but don't, I like I don't a, understand what that is. I like a darker red hair, not orange. Yeah, he maybe dyes that a bit. I'm not sure. I'm sure that's natural. Because, um, I don't know. Anyway. I, I know Becky Lynch, who is also an Irish wrestler, but a lady. Yeah. She has red hair that is like that color, but it did not used to be that color. Oh, so it's very okay. clearly dyed. Becky what? Becky Lynch. Okay. she the one that just had a baby? Uh, Yeah, pretty recently. Okay. But, um, yeah. Anywho. So, we watched uh, WandaVision. That has a redhead lady. It does. Um, how do you feel about it so far? We are, so we'll just say spoilers in and, case. Yeah, just in, in case. In case you haven't watched it, we're just going to say yeah. four episodes in. Yeah. We maybe spoil stuff. I don't know. So, Probably. we'll find out when we so, talk. first two episodes, you know, I was like, I'm not on board with this. I don't get it. See, that's that was probably like where I was the most on board because it's straight up like a perfect homage to those sitcoms of that era. Yeah, and I don't I don't like that. So I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? And it's but so cheesy. Like, and I was like, this is painful. But this there was, was so like, awkward and painful. There was like weird stuff that was like. Right, right. Even but not she was like, like, no, no. Yeah, the, yeah with the like the vision, beekeeper help thing. Him. Vision, yes, help him. With that part. And especially, I was like. I was like that, that's why that, I was like, wait, what? It's it because it, it almost seemed like they were just gonna let that guy die. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah, there. So there was like 
these nuggets of like weird extra yes. weirdness and that's how i knew there's something else happening yeah definitely and but but no i just you know how first was two, episode three the one where you're like okay okay I'm, maybe I'm i can stick around and episode four i was like okay now we're getting into the nuts and bolts episode four i was kind it of disappointed explain, it explained it was just kind of explaining things it almost explained it too far without even actually explaining it i'll say best thing of episode four to me was when the people came back yeah because they were cut they were coming back from being dusted from infinity war oh yeah 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 and I, when that started happening i was like what's happening i was like oh my god they're all coming back yeah so it's like you're seeing the from fallout the snap. Of, they came of, back from the snap yeah um as they call it the blip yeah they call it you blip. can see more of in spider-man far from home you can see the effects of that and how those people deal oh, with it oh, to some okay extent. okay cool um but so i'd watched spider-man far from home and then i watched that episode and i was like that's kind of it's kind of cool to see like yeah how chaotic it is because it's like all those people who just disappeared suddenly reappearing yeah this is very interesting i but that episode i i missed having the weird bizarro sitcom stuff yeah i, kinda, I think there's, there will there's be definitely more, gonna I've be seen, more i've seen pictures yeah i, I just wish there maybe they had like no i think they needed to structured that. it differently though i, I, needed, to where I, I needed i needed to know more i'm just, glad they did it I don't know. Maybe they could have like structured it differently to have like half the episode be the sitcom stuff, and then like the other half is like some of the outside explanation stuff. Maybe they could have like no, I liked it. Like doled that out differently. I don't know. I d- I did have to Google what sword was though. Yeah, the it's basically it's, it's like a the, department a, a of shield, basically. a different shield. Yeah, it actually it's sword it, and shield. Well, it's a it's a driven, just like the Pokemon game. It's like an office of shield. Yeah so that's how except I was- like i guess in this version it would have to be its own separate thing because like shield is dead hmm, okay if you remember captain america winter soldier where shield basically collapsed because it turned out a lot of it was full of uh hydra yeah basically oh. full of nazis <laughs> yeah um no i thought it was good i liked it yeah it makes me intrigued to see the other episodes and to know i just it was so sad for it when vision was like we don't have to live like this you know, this this isn't how it has to be. And she's like, yes, it does. And she like hitched the smile on, you know. Yeah. So clearly it's Wanda dealing post. And you saw the vision of, you, you saw the vision of Vision Where being destroyed. Like yeah, yeah. With was, the, with the gray, gray face and the gray eyes. And he's like, what's wrong? And that's like, I mean, she had to see that. So clearly she is not mentally coping well. And that's all her doing that. Explain that, you know, it's her doing that. Yeah. I've seen some theories that it could be Mephisto, who is basically the devil from Marvel. Oh, is do you think it's uh like he could be involved somehow? Catherine, what's her face? Catherine Hahn. Yeah, do you think she's it? She's uh, involved somehow. I oh gosh. I saw I saw something that was like so there's the part where they're like putting together like who these people are in real life. Right. They never mentioned Catherine her. Catherine Hahn isn't on there. And somebody else isn't on there. I, maybe the neighbor guy. I don't remember No, for he sure. was. He was on he there. He was on there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Herb. There was somebody. Oh, it was her and also the fact that like her husband isn't on there. We don't know who her husband is. Yeah, we don't know about her husband. Who is Catherine Hahn's husband? Is he going to be an important figure? I don't know. Maybe. Also, she needs to be in more things. She's awesome. She's fantastic in she's everything funny. she's ever she's been really in. She's really funny. Yeah. She's was she like, in SNL? She do SNL? I don't know. I know she was like one of the better characters on Parks and Rec. She was the, whatever you call her, the like. She was the Leslie Nope of, no, she wasn't. She, she was wasn't the lawyer nope. lady was, or whatever. Uh, oh, the. The political uh, yeah, le- person. Yeah. Promoter. I don't yeah, know. What, I'm what, trying to think what the name. Yeah. 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 She like helped people Bobby, do political stuff. Bobby Newport. Yeah. She was, ver- she was very funny on that. She was good. She should be in more stuff. Yeah. That's, that's my theory. Um, 
But yeah, like her, she never shows up on that board apparently. No, she which doesn't. Is, which is kind of interesting. But most everybody else does. Yeah. That so, we've seen. So I'm interested to see how, if that seems important or else yeah. she would have been there. Agreed. And also the fact that we don't know who her husband is. We never see him. Or her husband. She just talks about him. So mm-hmm. is it going to be like, she doesn't have one or is it Mephisto, the Marvel devil? Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Interesting. So I'm, I'm also, how do you feel about this? Uh, the weekly release? I hate it. You hate it. I want to be able to binge watch it all at one time. There, there's but that keeps people coming back to it. There's something to having to wait that I'm actually like almost enjoying. Like I was having that with like Mandalorian where it's like, yeah, it's Friday. New Mandalorian. Gonna check it out. I and, waited till the it was all done. I think it helps when it's only like eight episodes. If it were something How like. How many episodes are, is this one? This is like eight episodes. Oh, okay. So we're halfway through. If it was like Lost where there's like 20 episodes in a season. Yeah, and you have to wait a week and oh it's like, gosh. what did, What even happened? I don't know. I would be devastated. Or or like Walking Dead when that's yes. like 20 something episodes and it's like, here's only half the season. Yeah, no. Now we go on a mid-season break and then you get to watch that and then it's the full season break and it's like, ugh. And also like a lot of times nothing happens in Walking Dead. No. That's that's a show that has to be binged. But I don't. I don't. When you good. when you cut it down to only like eight episodes, I think the weekly tolerable. I think it works. Yeah, it makes it more of an event as well. True. Yeah. Be like, like Friday you, night. Let's come home and watch Wandavision. Yeah. Like, uh, and if you followed like when I was following the Star Wars stuff, especially Mandalorian, is like the first episode, the second episode, the third episode comes out, and it's like everybody's talking about like the third yeah. episode and wh- what does this mean. What is this? Where's it going? And all this. And it's kind of made for a fun time. Yeah. And this is kind of doing the same thing. Agreed. So I, I'm, yeah. As long as it's eight episodes and the story is going somewhere and not just meandering about mm-hmm. like, say, Lost or Walking Dead sometimes did, mm-hmm. it's fine as a weekly release, I think. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Let's get out of here. All right. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by hanging out with us putting us in your ears taking us along with you we appreciate every second you spend with us uh you can catch us on facebook at paint the town dead you can catch us on instagram paint the town dead all one word you can catch us on twitter at pttd pod and feel free to email us at pttd pod at gmail.com we release episodes every Tuesday unless I'm sick or Andrew's sick. Unless I. It's never been my fault, first of all. I miss a plane. Caitlin's or trying I'm on to call. slander my good name. I just said unless. I'm just helping you out for future in case it ever happens. I've never been sick in my life. Okay. Um, and uh, we release episodes every Tuesday. Um, you can catch us on pretty much any streaming platform service. If we're not on there, please let us know. Uh, please feel free. Help us. Please subscribe on everything you can. Like everything we do. Uh, rate everything five stars. Comment. Share. Anything you do helps us out, and we uh, super appreciate it. Go to boyscouts.com slash paintthetowndead. Uh, that's our <laughs> referral code for our sponsorship. Uh, that's a lie. Disclaimer. Uh, but guys, again, thank you so much for coming by. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.